Broadcasting from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, it's time for Dental Law Radio. Dental Law Radio is brought to you by Oberman Law Firm, a leading dental-centric law firm serving dental clients on a local, regional, and national basis. Now, here's your host, Stuart Oberman. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dental Law Radio. We're going to talk a little HR today. Big, big growth in this area. Lots of headaches, lots of problems that our doctors need to know about. So the dental industry as a whole has sort of a reputation that is not good regarding harassment in the workplace. So what we're seeing is that more and more HR problems are developing in this particular area, whether it's EEOC, whether it is relationships. So what I want to do is I want to talk a little bit about anti-harassment complaint procedures. So it does not matter to me from a legal standpoint whether you are a one doctor practice or you have 12. In today's HR world, and we're going to get into some scenarios, you have to have a written anti-harassment complaint procedure. It could be part of your employee manual. It could be a separate policy and procedure. But you have to have an anti-harassment complaint procedure. So what does that exactly mean? Does that mean that you have to have a complaint process? That means that if you get any complaint whatsoever, you must have established filing procedure internally how to handle that. Well, I get these questions. Well, you know, you know, Stuart, it's not illegal. It does not matter if it is illegal. Harassment is harassment doesn't matter whether it is in a sexual nature or an annoyance nature. You have to address these complaints on an individual basis as a whole, legal and non-legal matters. So what is so then what do you do? The key is you have to appoint someone as a multiple point of contact. Now, what happens is in the real world, a lot of our doctors have their spouses, their husbands, their wives, the hygienists, the assistants, the front desk. Everyone's a contact point. You have a complaint, go talk to the office manager, my spouse, no matter who it is, male or female. You have a complaint, go talk to the hygienist. She's also our bookkeeper. She's also our um, front desk. She runs our calendaring, our scheduling. She's an HR person. She knows everything. Or go talk to... The uh, commercial vendors, our payroll people, they handle our HR. No, they don't. Half the time, they have no clue what's going on. So you need a direct contact point. Not multiple sources, but who is that person going to? So then you have to figure out, before you even can get to that point, you have to have a written outline of absolutely prohibited conduct. Well, we're not sure what that is. Then you need to implement a procedure 
that fits the culture of your office, which has to be strict. You have to specifically outline and should outline in enormous detail the conduct that gives rise to the complaint. And I don't care if it is in the office or company-sponsored events. What happens when you take your staff out of the country? What happens when you take your staff to a ball game? What happens when you take your staff to a holiday party? What happens when you take your staff to a great lunch? You need specific conduct protocols in the office and out of the office. Social events. It does not matter. If they are required to be at a marketing event for your local fair, and all of a sudden there is harassment within that booth at the local 4th of July parade, if you will, you have a problem. I can't urge this enough. There needs to be a specific policy in place for romantic relationships within the office. I'm talking about affairs. I'm talking about calls. I'm talking about text messages. I'm talking about obscene pictures being shown in operatories. Ladies and gentlemen, you can't believe what happens in these dental offices. I should write a book. I mean, the stories that I could tell um, are beyond comprehension. Yes, you need a protocol as to what the members of your staff can see on people's cell phones. Yes, we are in that day of age. What are you going to do if you have a worker? I'm talking male, female, I don't really care. That's harassing one another. What is the policy? What is the termination process? What's the discipline? I will assure you, if you let this go on, you'll be getting a nice lawyer letter and an EEOC letter and a wrongful termination if you complain and don't address these particular issues. In today's world, it is amazing what is being demonstrated in dental offices. It doesn't matter whether, whether it's one office or 40. It's a culture that has to be curtailed. And now we're talking about harassment also from customers, patients, vendors, and suppliers. We're seeing outside resources that are harassing our staff members. Do you have a policy in place if your customers, patients, vendors, or suppliers are verbally harassing your staff? Let me tell you, let me give you an example. What are you going to do? And this is an honest to goodness case that came out of our office. What are you going to do? If you got a member of the Rotary Club, a good friend of yours, and improperly touches your hygienist, what are you going to do? And that's your best friend at the Rotary Club. And your staff member complains to you, what are you going to do? Ignore it? Do you have a policy in place for that? You better. Because if not, you're going to get a nice little letter, either from the government or a lawyer. 
So those are all the things that, that happen every day, every day. Are you prepared to discharge your patient in a chair the minute improper conduct occurs? And it does occur, I assure you. So in today's social media world, harassment comes in a lot of forms. I'm talking Facebook, social media, online, internet, emails, text messages, all within the range of conduct that has to be curtailed on a staff level, doctor level. I'm talking top down, guys. I'm talking top down. You got to follow your own protocols. Is there a procedure in place on what you can and can't say, your employees can and can't say on the internet, about your office, about your staff? Are improper pictures being shown on your server? How are text messages being relayed? Is there a text messaging policy as to what can be communicated internally? Again, I'm not talking about illegal conduct. We all get that. But it's, it's the other conduct that is so closely, closely watched. So the, 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 point, the, the points of today are, are, are a couple. HR in today's world has got to be looked at in our dental offices. Again, I don't care if it's one office, 20 offices, 40 offices, doesn't matter. There's got to be a policy in place. The biggest complaint, one of the biggest complaints we're having right now is harassment issues across the board. Text messages, emails, pictures. There's got to be policy in place. If not, you are opening yourselves up to a recipe for disaster. I can't stress that enough. Get your point person. Get your systems in place. Get everything in writing. Get your employees to sign it. Are your employees signing non-disclosure agreements? Are they telling everything in the world what happens when they go home? It's a risk. It's a risk. HR is getting tougher in dental practices every single day, and we, we realize that, and we, we face this every day. So I can't stress that enough. Get your policies in place. Get, your, get everything in order. Avoid the problems. Avoid the headaches. If you have any questions, let us know. We do it every day. If you have any questions, please feel free to give us a call at 770-886-2400. My name is Stuart Uberman. You can reach me at Stuart, S-T-U-A-R-T, at UbermanLaw.com. Thank you very much, and we hope that this has been of some value, and we will see you next podcast. Have a great day.